0: Hey there, Beverly Hills 90210 fans. It's now time to dive deep into an episode by episode, character by character, song by song account of the making of your favorite zip code. So sit back and relax because it's like totally time for the Beverly Hills 90210 show.
1: Well, here we are on the Beverly Hills 90210 show joined by Lindsay Price, a.k.a. <laughs> Janet. Um, this is super exciting. Uh, Connie's with us this week. She's representing all the fans. She's been pulling the questions from the message boards and all this stuff. Um, right off the bat, I should let you know that, like, when we talked about doing season eight to ten episodes, your name kept popping up as the most important that we had to talk to. What? Um, because, <laughs> you know, you you came into 90210 at, a, at an interesting time, right? There was a lot of turnover and cast was leaving and all this, but I always felt that you brought the stability that the show needed to get, get you know, keep it going for the next 2 years.
2: Oh uh, my god, that's so sweet of you to say. It was strange. It was strange for me cuz I grew up I I graduated in 94, so I guess I was a year behind where the the gang was. And so in the beginning, when the show came out, it was like my everything. Like it was my, you know, all of our sort of like um, weekly ritual. By the time I got on it, thank God, my fan hysteria had died down. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been able to speak on the show and that kind of <laughs> thing. And it just sort of snowballed into something that kept me there for a few seasons. But I, I, I hold those years um, really fondly in my heart.
1: Um I also graduated in 94 so I'm, a, I'm yeah, yeah so I'm <laughs> right around the same time period of you um but I can't even imagine so you were a fan of 90210 how did it come into your world to audition for the show
2: I had been um, living in New York um I've been an actor since I was really young but at that point I was sort of like it was in the early 90s and um that were like, there weren't a lot of characters, um, people of sort of diverse backgrounds. I was always playing the um, the friend or, you know, sort of like a, a, a B storyline or C storyline type of character. And I'd been in New York during, doing soaps. And I decided not to go to college. I put college off because I wanted to go and just continue acting. And I got this audition um, to go read for uh, Mr. Spelling. And I was kind of like, you know, we'll see. Like, we'll see. And it turns out that they, they cast me. And in the beginning, I was sort of doing things like uh, in in the office, like, here's your envelope, Brandon, or I'll (laughs) refill your coffee. Like I was the secretary, you know, but at that time, that kind of what I, in my mind and in my experience, I knew that I was going to have to kind of build up and sort of find my way. at that time as an actor.
1: Well, you're a fan of the show, so what's it like going into the room and meeting Aaron Spelling? That had to be a pretty big deal for you, yeah?
2: Massive. I think every young actor at that time knew what a, a giant opportunity it would be. Um, for some reason, I I just kind of had like steely nerves at that, at that age, maybe it's youth. I mean, I was really only 19 or 20, I think. Um, and I just kind of, I kind of, I didn't have the nerves that you would think that a person would have, you know, and they were just so kind. Like that was a really warm room to walk into. It was always very I always felt like as I walked in, they were rooting for me. You know, I'd been in a few times. Um, Sometimes you just get a feeling, too, you know, like that it's sort of meant to be or that they're warmly receiving you. I I think I I knew that, you know, it was going to go well.
1: So here's the first scene. I have a clip here of the first. I think this is the first on-screen thing that you did with them. Okay.
2: So it's true that I don't have a lot of experience, but I know computer layout and I'm good with graphics and I'm a real quick study.
0: Huh? No kidding.
2: Yeah. Small presses. You know, I really believe in them. Massive circulation and a fancy offices. They don't impress me.
0: Well, that's very good. You know,
2: I always root for the underdog. I like to be able to smell the desperation and desire on the page.
0: She
3: can smell it. Is it that obvious, Janet?
2: No, no, I meant, you know, you must be rewriting just up to publication, which is okay with me because I don't mind redoing a layout if it keeps the paper fresh.
1: So, I mean, you get, you get thrown into, uh, you know, you're a fan, and here you are with Jason Priestley, Brandon, and Steve. Yeah. You, you remember filming some of those earlier scenes?
2: I remember it vividly. I actually, I, I remember that day. I remember that scene because... She, You know, Janet was filled with nerves and talking a mile a minute, and she was sort of, you know, presenting her best self to these guys, and I, I felt very much the same way. Um, so it kind of worked for me. It, was, it worked in my favor.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so where along this line do you find out, like, okay, we're bringing you on for to be, you know, a part of this story and, uh, you know, just a part of the show?
2: So this is season eight, yeah. right? The first, okay um by so well into the season I realized that we had a really nice thing going in the Beverly beat there there was this very sort of like um snappy fun you know humorous dialogue um, I kind of fit really well into that that dynamic between um, Brandon and Steve and and what was going on at the Beverly beat I was that female voice and it almost felt like this sort of satellite show it was sort of like this mm-hmm. kind of funny you know sort of satellite Show to a really great show to begin with, Um, and towards the end of the season, they started to sort of lay in. I guess it was the reunion episode where I I I jumped in and I said, "I'll I'll go with you um, to the reunion," Um, and we shot the final scene when Steve comes to the door and says, "You know, I'm sorry for embarrassing you or hurting you," and I left being like, "I don't know if I'm going to come back. Like, I'm I'm not sure." And at the wrap party, actually, Aaron um, Mr. Spelling got up and said, "Um, that Randy, actually Randy Spelling, um, watched that final scene and said, dad, you should really um, make her a regular. Like, it's really special what she's got with Ian." And I found out at the wrap party that they wanted me to come back, so.
1: that's pretty amazing.
2: (laughs) That's the story, yeah.
1: The reunion (laughs) episode is so awesome. I sent these to you. Did you get a chance to rewatch that one?
2: I did, I mean, it's just like, I I was telling my husband, I was like, it's so bizarre because officially, that was long enough ago but it feels like a different person. Like, I'm, a, I'm like, I remember that girl, but it was so long ago. It's almost like the memories are sort of like, you know, fragmented. It. It's so bizarre. But anyway, um, I'm, I'm still really proud of like the work I did, like even as a young actor and as much as I grew, um, you know, since then, I was just giving it my
3: all. Yeah, <laughs> I was
1: just like, it, it comes th- through. I think it, you know, it shines through in those, in that, in this, particularly in that episode. Like the stuff that you do, I, I get what Randy Spelling is saying. You know um, what I mean? There was a special moment there with you and Steve at the end of that episode. Um, what was it like working with Ian? He
2: is so. He was so incredibly supportive, and all along, I always felt like he was rooting for our characters to go the distance. You know, I think he really. Ryan has such an incredible um, comedic timing. And I didn't know it at the time, but I, I, I had sort of comedy in my veins, you know? And we just had this great banter and we had so much fun working together. And I think um, we both just sort of energetically had this really nice rapport, both professionally and personally. Um, true gentleman, total professional, and he was really fun to play with, you know?
1: But yeah. what's interesting about Ian too is like I I do think that you guys get you know there's there's a ton of great comedy, but the soft <laughs> stuff that you guys do like this the nice dramatic tones people I think forget or underestimate Ian because he delivers something so beautiful, particularly yeah. in the in uh, reunion. I know he does all the funny stuff on stage and he's naked and all that stuff, <laughs> yeah. but at the end yeah. of the episode, that tender stuff, I think I think people don't notice that that he does a lot of that beautiful stuff. And you brought that out of him though, I think.
2: Oh, thank you. He, he really, he really did. He would always surprise me, you know, and I think as an actor, you your, your greatest strength and your greatest gift is what the other person gives you, you know, um, and if you're willing to listen and just really be open and respond to it. And he had like truthful moments. You can always feel it if it's not truthful and it always affects your performance if it's forced. And he worked really hard. He worked really hard through the seasons to um, you know, make sure that he brought his his best work to the scene and and and, and he always did, you know. Yeah. I was never surprised because I, I was used to working with him, but it's funny that you say that because a lot of people are like, whoa.
1: Well, you, know? you guys do like really awesome funny comedy, and I love that stuff, but I think that's what makes it work so well when you have these soft, tender moments, is because everybody can sort of relate to it. And I think for people that followed the show, seeing Steve's heartbreak right you, you know previous to you there was claire and uh hillary swank's character mm-hmm. and, and whatnot like he and then there's janet who sort of i don't know brings some some stability to uh to steve's life and you know we get to see him sort of like shooting for something that's really important in the love angle with uh, your two characters You know, also in that reunion episode, you get to kind of work with Gabrielle Carteris in that, right? Which is like another another "here we go" fan moment, right? Oh
2: my gosh! I mean, the fact that I was there for the reunion show was just like it blew my mind. I couldn't believe. I had several moments throughout my three seasons there. I was like, "This is so bizarre (laughs) that I'm here right now," Um, and that was one of them. And I just, um, I remember feeling. Like as an actor, I deserved to be there. But I remember feeling like as a person and a fan, I was not worthy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, and they were all, you know, at that point, um they were all so I think really excited for that like reunion episode as well.
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah. What was what was Jason like? You, you had a lot of great stuff with Jason early on too. Jason Priestley, obviously. Yeah. What was what was he like to work with in those early days?
2: He's such a he's such a a generous and kind person. Um, the set was always—I mean, I—I I don't think I've ever since worked on a set that was um, so professional. Like there, were, he was such a—he's such a movie star, you know. He's yes. just such a such a, um, a professional uh, actor, but he's just a really kind guy and fun. Like we had so much fun. And I was such a, like, I was kind of like a late bloomer. I, I didn't hang out with a lot of boys around that time. I was sort of like an underdog. And I got to, like, hang out with those two most of the time, you know. And he was so complimentary of and supportive of, of everything I was doing. So um, it, it gave me a big boost for my young ego at the time.
1: Yeah, totally. (laughs) Um, I don't know how much you remember the show, but prior to you, there was an actor, actress, uh, Emma Caulfield, who played Susan Keats on the show.
0: Yes, of course.
1: Yeah, I figured you knew. And she said that she had such a crush on uh, Jason. Yes. You know what I mean? And then she was in that storyline that like she really got herself wrapped up.
2: (laughs) (laughs) For sure. I for sure, like in the early days, I was definitely... um, uh, a brandon fan i was i was brandon well i know a lot of other girls were dylan but yeah he um honestly honest to god like thank god enough time had passed for me <laughs> otherwise right. i wouldn't have been able to function i mean like he was my ideal man he so, was he was the guy <laughs>
1: of course that's i think that's awesome and then you're getting to work with him all the time that must have been
3: yeah.
1: must have been a lot of fun um yeah you know there's a lot of like things that happen in the series where, you know, Jason leaves the show and there's some switching around. Uh, Was that difficult? Is that difficult as an actor or to, you know, to get you kind of used to like castmates and then, then they're gone and now we're bringing new people. And you were in a very interesting time period. What was that like for you?
2: I was aware that it was an interesting time period. You know, I was also very aware the whole time I was there that it wasn't, that I was, even though I was a series regular, I knew it wasn't my, I don't have, I didn't have ownership over the show. Do you know what I mean? I showed up to do my work and I made really good friendships and um, and I was always just so stoked to be there, but I don't think I felt the um, changes as the other cast would feel because I still kind of considered myself like a, an interloper, you know? Um, I, 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 I do remember when Jason left, it was like, well, then what's then like, who else is going and what is the show? And then um, and then Luke came back, you know? Um, yeah. And, I I, I, and yeah, what was he, oh man, he is, I mean, talk about like, you know, he was the most um, infectious energy, you know, he was just this incredible, warm, like generous guy and, and, and I mean, he was just such a beautiful, beautiful spirit. Um, I mean, and fun to be around and the most like down to earth and relaxed guy I've ever met in this business and I don't know exactly how he managed to, to pull that off with How much they had at such a young age, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, he was he was a miracle of a person
1: it was a nice transition too, with Jason leaving and then uh, you know Luke coming back in. It sort of helped, I think, steer the ship as to where it was going. I th- I would think, yeah.
2: Absolutely, it felt like a another sort of like one anchor went and another one just quickly was you know placed down. So,
1: um,
2: do you remember
0: the energy like the Luke's first day back on set? Do you remember what that was like, or were you there? I'm not sure if
2: I was there the first. Day that he was back, I don't, I don't really remember, but I do remember feeling a hundred percent at the table. Reads like um, a really special, like re-energized feeling. You know, I wasn't so much in. I didn't really know like the behind the scenes of why people were going and staying. Right. You know, I was, I didn't really know the details of it, but um, I was, I was really excited when he was coming back. I mean, he's, he, he was gone and then this re-entry was such an interesting thing to watch
1: um another switch is that tiffany Thiessen leaves at yeah but what was she like to to work with
2: um she's still one of my really good friends she is um she's just like the real deal you know for me I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm not like a drama girl. I never got into like any of the drama. And for some reason, like it doesn't really come to me either, the drama. I think I kind of have like keep my head down and do my yeah. thing. Um, and she just always felt like, like all the girls were, were buddies to me. But um, she, she is, I think because she was sort of a child actor as well, um, we might have had a lot sort of to begin with um, in common. And uh, yeah, I love her. Loved her then, love her now.
1: Yes, we would love to have her here. So if you can put a good word in. I'll tell her. (laughs) (laughs) I knew I was going to say that, right, Connie? Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, All right, let's talk about survivor skills as we're waiting for uh, our friends to pop in here. Um, That's some real fun stuff with you and Ian, you know, camping and all that stuff. Do you remember shooting that episode?
2: I remember it like clear as day. Um. I think that's around the time that I started to feel like super, super excited about my, my position there at the show. I was getting out of the office. There was there was there was this like relationship brewing. And to be honest, except for the soaps that I was on when I was a teenager, I'd never really had been given the opportunity to play this sort of romantic leading lady, you know. Yeah. Um, and it was and I was ready for it. I was so ready to, to do to do it. And um couldn't have had a better partner than Ian. Um yeah. We had a blast. I remember specifically, first of all, like I just recently told my kids we were camping and I was like, they're like, have you ever seen a grizzly bear? I'm like, I was like, as a matter of fact, <laughs> <laughs> <I have. laughs> the most famous grizzly bear ever. I think that guy was in more movies than any of us can find, that bear. And then I remember specifically shooting that scene in the car at night where we had the little mini vodka bottles from the, the mini bar. And um, Ian was so like clear. And his performance was so, like, focused. And I, I, I felt, I think that was the moment I knew. I was like, this is going to go the distance. You know, it just felt yeah. like really cool chemistry.
1: I think even from watching it, that's when you, as a viewer, you feel like this is a thing. This is a real thing with uh, Janet and Steve. Hey, yeah, so right. I want to drop in a couple of your friends in here. Uh, <laughs> we have ah! Bryn and Gretchen, uh, who hey, wrote-
4: Hi. <laughs> Hi, hi,
1: Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Yeah, you guys, nice to meet you. You guys were the writers of season nine and ten. Is that am I saying that right? Uh uh you were a big part of the story story arcs of those those couple of seasons. When did you guys jump into the into the nine oh two and oh fray? It's
4: beginning of season nine. Yeah, we were part of the writing staff starting season nine and we were We, it was our first job ever. We, uh, two weeks before we were both, I was on unemployment and Aaron was an assistant at a desk at Universal. And it was really the best first, it was a dream job. It was fantastic. It was really great.
1: How how about for you, Aaron? What was that like for you jumping into the 90210 world?
4: Well,
3: you know, Gretchen and I were, um, I think we had the the dubious distinction of having been um, young enough, God, it's been a long time. Lindsay still <laughs> looks exactly the way she did. I know did. it's <laughs> true. Right? I Gretchen. Gretchen, um, Gretchen. Um, we, um, well, I had um, grown up watching the show, so um, Gretchen and I were around the age of the cast members, maybe a few years older. Um, so, uh, I had grown up watching the show and until you know the college years or thereabouts and um so it was pretty incredible to be able to write for a show that you had watched growing up. that was such a formative experience. so it was mind blowing because we were um you know, we had been trying to get hired and looking for jobs, and I was an assistant at Universal, and Gretchen, like she said, was unemployed, and we went um you know, in a matter of like Three days, we went from interviewing with John Eisendrath and Lori McCarthy, who were the, um, the 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 brain trust behind behind the show at, at that at that point, to um, meeting with Aaron Spelling in his office. You know, a couple of days later. So it was a, it was an incredible experience for us.
1: That's really awesome. Um, in terms of writing for Janet and Steve, how how much, I mean, we, we just were just touching base on uh, survival skills that episode. Um, I'm curious what it was like to write for Steve Sanders and then also uh, what it was like writing for Lindsay and that chemistry between the two of them uh, as it was developing through those couple of seasons that you were there.
4: They played so well together. You guys were so great. Just going back and watching now, the chemistry is so strong. It is there. And they both are very good at dramatic turns and very, they're both very funny. So that was, that was really, really fun to work on. And, and, and it was, it was a different sort of like, even though like Steve had gone from being the, you know, the sort of yuck, yuck playboy. And now all of a sudden, like you guys brought in this whole sort of like maturity, still age appropriate and everything else, but like a different phase in life than everybody else. And it was really interesting to watch it too, but you guys could you Everything drama, give me a tear, give me a t- like, make me laugh. And it was so much fun, it was so much fun to write for them.
1: Um, for Aaron, I'm curious what you loved about Lindsay's performances, uh, in, in those couple of seasons.
3: Yeah, tell well, me. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, and, I, and I'm sure you all talked about Lindsay's trajectory on the show, but I mean, you can always tell when someone starts out like like Lindsay did, like the character Janet did, um, when an actor begins in a role like that and then becomes a series regular, it's, it's because there's something not only really special about the actor's talents, but there's also something very, very special about the actor and the actor's personality. And the thing that was amazing about, about Lindsay is that she can do anything? And I, I I popped on right when you were talking about some of your daytime experience. <laughs> um, and one thing that Gretchen and I have noticed is that we act, we actually think that actors who come out of daytime are some of the most facile performers. They're able to make any line work, and mm. they're able to they're able to cut to the emotional truth of things really quickly. Like they're like surgeons, and Damn. um and everyone on the writing staff just adored writing for Janet and loved Lindsay. And first it was like those, you know, those sarcastic one-liners and stuff like that. But when everyone realized, and she showed us um, what she could do with dramatic things and, and, and the way she was able to forge that chemistry with Ian, um, we loved writing for her because we knew we could give her anything. And I think the thing that's really so – just we, I mean, Gretchen, I don't know about you, but we haven't rewatched these episodes since they were on television. No. I mean, oh, I had yeah. forgotten so much of what we had all done together. But, um, you know, watching – I mean, the, the Survival Skills episode was sort of like that little turning point in their relationship, which was then yeah. going to just take them for the rest of the run. Um, it was cool to watch the romance grow. You know, and they played it yeah. so well. So I mean, we were really just always confident in whatever we gave to Lindsay, she'd be able to do. And and it was super fun to get to know her as a human being. And and that's why, you know, every every show we do, we're always like, Where's Lindsay? What's she doing? <laughs> hey, What's up?
4: Know, so much of our career since then has been just trying to get back to work with Lindsay again. I'm yeah. ready. Let's go, guys. It's oh, true. Well, that we're ready. We're, for. we're ready. We'll send
1: some step over later. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hey, Lindsay, how <laughs> close yeah. are you to the character of Janet? Are you guys similar or or different? Or
2: you know, um, it's funny. So Janet and Steve, their dynamic was that, you know, he she Janet wasn't the type of girl that Steve would have gone for, you know. And um I think like I said, I was a late bloomer. I was sort of I never really thought I was like a you know the girl that guys wanted to date i kind of always put my um brains and my humor on the forefront because i i just didn't i was very um not shy but just like i i didn't i wasn't I hadn't stepped into my like femininity yet or anything um she had a she had that vulnerability but she kind of kept that wall up and i think at that time i i was the same and and i and it's interesting too cuz like at a certain point i realized whoa the the characters being written um like in my voice, like in my in, in in my um wheelhouse, so to speak. And that was a really cool that was the first time that's ever happened um for me and, and Gretchen and Aaron, you know, you guys like gave me the best stuff to do. Strangely <laughs> though, like I couldn't even keep my plants alive, and they were on a self-timing watering system. And then they gave me the storyline to be like a mom, and you know, like pregnant, and um, that was really that was really hard. And it's strange, like going back and watching, I'm like, oh my god, I'm literally going through some of those issues now, you know, in my forties, of like, All right. back to work and worrying about like the kids and the babies, and you know, um, there were some really like modern some some themes then that that play, play today for me, you know, some things that it's sort of like a little bit of a wrinkle in time to go back and, and watch it. I was like, how did I pull that off? Cause I did not know what the hell I was
3: doing
1: <laughs> at all. The other show, the other episode that we talked about was the Lou ouch episode, which I really think, you know, th- there's so many things that Janet and Steve have to deal with. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, their parents, Uh, it becomes uh, both in both rushes. No, no, no peach himself. And Janet's parents are very conservative. Did you relate at all to that story at all or.
2: (laughs) At the time? No. Um, but it was really, really funny watching it back now because, um, although my parents aren't race racist or, or, you know, like purist in any way, my mom's from Korea and my dad is a, Pasadena white guy. Mm-hmm. So at the time when we shot that, that um, episode, I understood what it might be like, but it wasn't anything that I'd ever um, experienced before. Like my parents, when they got married, they were a biracial couple that was like really, it was out of the norm. You know, They were sort of pioneers of biracial couples. Um, however, when um, Curtis, when my husband and I met, um, we sort of did a little bit of the cart before the horse as well. And um, and it and my parents are are traditional in, in that sense and and you know it was we had our own little moments to navigate you know um, with the baby yeah. and then and then getting married and that kind of thing. Um, I do I do think that anytime you bring two families together, there there's always like a little bit of a you got to figure out your new family dynamic we my personal life isn't as complicated as maybe janet and steve's but it was funny to watch it now to watch (laughs) that
1: um for gretchen and aaron do you remember writing some of that stuff and the you know uh the issues that janet was and steve were going to have with their their parents and uh where did you guys develop some of that stuff
3: well that script was uh, i think that was written by tyler bensinger who's a was that right gretchen yeah i think he wrote that i mean the, the the cool thing about working on 90210 um and the way that john and and Lori um had set up the room and stuff is that and and, and you know john who was who was who was running it the writers were we were we were in that writer's room every day from like 9 30 to 6 you know and so everybody had and because we were doing so many episodes i mean we were doing you know, if not, if if we weren't doing 22, then we were doing 26. I mean, that's unheard of now. I mean, now it's 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 hard to do eight. <laughs> I can't. I don't know how we did it. But um, but so that said, we were. It was great boot camp because we were all in the room at all times, helping break stories. Even though the uh, individual writer would then peel off. Um, mm-hmm. I had forgotten about that story. Uh, that that uh, the the Stephen and, and Janet and Rush and and Janet's parents story. Um. But it was it was kind of, I, the one thing that I do remember was like, oh, this is interesting that her parents are the ones who are so adamantly against this. But I thought what was nuanced was that it was actually about their, you know, what I didn't realize had been done because I think I was just too young, even as a writer to know, was the way that they turned it so that it was really more about her parents' disapproval of Janet mm-hmm. and her choices than it was about the race card frankly. I mean, that that was sort Which, of that. Yeah, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, you
2: know what? Honestly, Aaron, just, like when I watched back, I, I remembered feeling like not only did I not understand the race card as much, but maybe back then also, I was very like, I worked so hard against my race. Do You know what I mean? I worked so hard to just be an actor and not be like a diverse cast. You know, at that point, I'd only played like, um you know, I was like the illegal immigrant daughter, and like I'd only played like those roles. And this was my chance to just be an actor and be a woman and not like have that be a part of it. And when it came up at that time, I was like, oh, I just wish they would have, you know, like not had it be a non-issue. So it was hard for me to sort of like connect to because I was kind of, I had weird feelings about it, but in the scenes and in the moments, that's exactly what I connected to, the idea of having disapproval from my parents, which I'm sure, you know, many a times I'd, I'd felt.
3: Yeah, it was it was interesting because as I was watching too, I mean, the thing that the thing that, you know, that no one can deny, I mean, the thing that's amazing about the show is people still want to talk about it, people still love it. It obviously like touches something inside people in terms of like at a a, a deeper core. But, um, you know, when you watch those episodes back, it was another, it was another age. It was another, it was another time of television, the way we wrote it, the way we produced it. Um, and it was just sort of that and and to to Aaron Spelling's credit like he often wanted to do these issue episodes mm-hmm. which can come off a little creaky when viewed through <laughs> a 2020 lens like as i was watching it, like nowadays we would call lindsay and we would say um, is your mother korean right okay, what's Korean? like because there's a difference right. <laughs> you know what right I mean? like, <laughs> She's yeah. not Japanese, um, but, and, and and I you know and that and that's not speaking against anybody or or anything that we were doing on the show, but like yeah. times have changed. So when you watch it now, I was just like, "Wow, this is feeling a little bit. I don't know where this is going." But again, like it was very cool the way the story was broken because it was more about what was happening. Between Janet and her mom and dad, and those yeah. disappointments, and that's why I think the show resonates still. Like because you think it's headed down, and so maybe we're telling the story against sort of a a creaky paradigm, as it were, or just like a, a little less enlightened at the time. But mm-hmm. it still hits on a personal level, um, and I that's know, really when it. I think like the, of, the rush,
1: the rush stuff, really doesn't age well. You know, the the stuff um, with him in the restaurant. Yeah.
2: -hmm. (laughs) I know he's like you know maybe you should date around, maybe you should you know Uh,
1: think
3: about yeah yeah Uh, I mean he's 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 awful
1: he is awful in that scene I mean you know he's a wonderful actor I'm sure you know but uh, I'm there's a great scene in that episode too where you you and Steve are or Ian are having like this debate in front of Tori you know and Tori's you know always great to like lighten the mood sort of. Um, What is, what was it like working with Tori?
2: I just love that girl. She is, um, she's everything that, you know, people would probably not think that she is first. She's, she's um, open and inclusive and goofy and self-deprecating. And I just, I really clicked with her. And she also has like got a pretty, um, strong and and focused sort of comedy chop sort of thing about her So every time we had a chance to, to play together, it was really fun um I just I'll never forget like being at the table reads and you guys would write us stuff and I'd You know land a line or whatever and she would always be the first one to laugh and she'd laugh the loudest and I remember just being like ah oh. For a that's a good feeling and B. It's such a great feeling coming from from her, you know,
1: yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Uh, what about the actors that played your parents? Uh, yeah, and James, right? Yeah,
2: they. Um, well, James is like you know a legend. He's totally, he's, um, you know, an, an incredible um, actor, and and certainly like it was awesome to have him there. And um, what was the woman's name that played my mother? Uh, Leslie. Leslie.
1: Ishai. Ishai.
2: Right. Okay, yeah. I remember she was just so. Um, she was, she was here. They are so gracious, and yeah, there she And we look mm. a lot alike, too. I mean, that's some good casting. It was good casting,
3: maybe, yeah. Maybe yeah. I
2: am Japanese, you guys, <laughs> <laughs> because we look alike.
1: <laughs> I, lo- I love the little bit, too, when James, uh, that your dad walks in and sees Steve's shirt, you know, in the luau. You know.
3: Yeah. <laughs> See, I forgot about bottom. those shirts. They we gave the, those were given out to the writers and the cast and the crew, and uh, I I had forgotten about those shirts. And when I saw it, I was like, I wish I still had it. Yeah, I,
1: I wish
0: around. I still had mine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm not gonna make one now. A fan will be passing. <laughs> Honey, them on them. it will be in the me.
1: our store Want shop it? very yes, soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh that's funny. But do you remember shooting all that Luau stuff? Like the, the you know, it gets pretty comedic, uh, you know, at some point there when you yeah know Steve's
2: it's pretty silly, right? Like when Steve's mom's girlfriend shows up and
1: <laughs> then it's his sister and all that. It's stuff. just got like a company it's to funny, me. Like, yeah. Yeah. It yeah. Hit
4: the max there. It's fun. It um, really fun. Yeah, also a, luau, a luau in the beach house. I mean, like, it, it didn't end up being in the beach house. It was on one of the sets, always. We're like, moving it inside. Let's move it inside. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. I think that had been maybe written as, uh, as oh, oh, yeah. yep. mm-hmm. right. a, as actually, yeah.
2: You're right. And then it was deal. raining. It was like you guys made it rain or yep. something. But then we had to like, a clap put of lightning. We, yeah. Yeah.
3: And yep. we made it on budget. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, I was going to ask the you, you guys, Aaron and uh, Gretchen, about writing some comedy like that. You know, is that fun to do inside this? Because so much of the 902 and know what we think about the moments are like these, you know, the serialized drama stuff, the soapy stuff. That I think that's what we all kind of resonate. But the comedy stuff definitely is helpful. Do you guys? Did you guys like writing some of the comedy stuff for
4: for the series? Absolutely. I think we first of all, everybody there is funny. So I think they really enjoyed it too. And so it's, it all came together in such a wonderful way because I think it like, like any like great high performance, like car, whatever, everybody wants to, even as writers, we like switching it up. We like doing different things. And, and um, it you know, we laughed a lot in that writer's room. I mean, it, it was always there was a lot of humor there as even if we were breaking the stories. Cause like Aaron said, we were there for so many hours a day that you kind of had to like, you had to laugh. And it was, it was also great. Cause I feel like a lot of the directors too, they're like, even that episode has such a, like a farcical element to it. that I think it was written that way, but at the same time it would get it like, I don't know how much, I mean, we watched a few of your episodes, but I don't know how much you guys talk about really how the sausage was made. And we weren't on set a lot. I think Aaron and I used to beg all the time. Beg all the time, please can we go up the set? We want to be on set. We want to be on set, but we were breaking the stories and writing. So like it was such a treat to get there. So a lot of times when we would watch dailies, which we did at lunch every day, we knew what we had in our head, but then it would it would just be raised to this next level because the energy was so great and was so much fun. And and they really nailed it. I think you know that one of the great things about the show is how it can so adroitly go back and forth between the drama and sort of the like you know. And I I'm not, I'm not even being precious about this i think there's a lot of lesson teaching in a good way in television because the other thing i was remembering watching the show was how much story was packed in each episode it's yeah. really mind-blowing it go, there is so much in an episode and i think people even the fact going back to the, what you were talking about earlier with the Ouch, like i really even though we probably dedicated less than 20 pages to that story because other stories were being serviced in that episode it was so wonderful to see how Steve and Janet came together, and they understood so quickly. We're, we're we're the family now that we have to take care of. And I feel like if you're, I don't care if you're, you know, seven years old watching that show, or if you're you're forty seven and you just need to be. I think there are like reminders and nice things in there to sort of like remind people that yeah, your 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 family out here is your family, and they're gonna you want them in your life. And that that message was sent too. Like we want everybody in our life, but it's also. Sort of to, to to remind folks that like when you're making this commitment moving forward to be a family that's like standing together and I it was it was just I was like wow there was a lot done in this a like 55 yeah. 50 or fifty six page script it was really and all of them are like that it's very impressive
1: yeah. um and then the next episode we we all kind of watched was baby you can drive my car which I love <laughs> I mean I love this episode. I mean, the whole idea of the scavenger hunt being the way that they did their wedding and all that stuff for Gretchen and Aaron, I'm curious, do you remember coming up with that or being in the writer's room for that? Well,
3: the, 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 the inspiration for that actually was John Eisendrath's 40th birthday, which he, he turned 40 when we were all working on that show. And he was really great about just including, you know, everybody in, in stuff. And he had a scavenger hunt for his birthday party. Mm and it all culminated with ending up at a dinner so and and this was back when the grove didn't exist and we met in a park at the farmers market where the grove is now sort of like where the nike store is now there used to be it was just a parking lot just a complete parking lot that whole area and we met in the center of that deserted parking lot where the grove is now and that's where it began and then then we drove around town and all ended up at a party uh, at a dinner party. That? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so everybody thought, well, that'd be a fun way to do a wedding, you know, a a wedding thing. And so Gretchen and I, who were really kind of would always nerd out, we had, the, the episode was initially intended as a true shout out to, to the mythology of the show. So we had we had written in Amanda Pacer, the Christmas lady house. They were actually going to show up at Amanda Pacer. Do you remember the woman in the slumber party in season one who mm-hmm, tormented Kelly and Donna? Yes. Mm-hmm. They were going to end up at her house. And we had tracked down the actress in Las Vegas who played Amanda Pacer. I and mean, that was on nerdy, like we were going deep. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. We were yeah. going deep. Like we were doing like shout outs to all sorts of little bits of mythology from past episodes. And the script had, I think we had written an outline or maybe the script had even been written with all of that stuff Mm. and and it got up to Mr. Spelling and he was like, you know, no one's gonna remember any of this. And Gretchen and I were like, no, but they will, they will. (laughs) and, All of you know, it. he was just like no, I don't want, I don't want to do that. And but we we're like, but we found Amanda Pacer. She lives in Las <laughs> Vegas, and she's ready to go. Imagine getting that phone call—like somewhere in Las Vegas, your phone rings, and it's nine hundred two and oh and we'd like to, you know. Anyway, um, that's how it began. Was sort of a fun scavenger hunt, trivia sort of thing that would have been a little bit more uh, interactive for the fans, mm. and it just got, you know, it, you know, f- f- no better, no worse. It got turned into. Um, we just had to do different clues and different things. And so, you know, that morphed into different stuff. Um, but we had fun working on that. we 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 worked we wrote that with Laurie McCarthy. Um, you know, what would often happen is when you would see like a story credit for one <laughs> writer and a teleplay for another, that was usually indicative of the fact that we were sharing a script. like, and and what we would do back then is like the story payment was a certain amount and the teleplay was a certain amount. and and, you know, just they just we just kind of just like, just took the credit. It didn't even matter. Like we'd be like, right. okay, we'll do the story So um that was actually those those episodes were, you know, mainly co-written when two writers were, you know, with story and teleplay. But we had a ball doing it and it was, you know, it was it, it was fun. I mean, I think the wedding it was at the the Huntington Gardens. Yeah. And I do remember being there. I do remember getting to go to set. We got
4: to go. We were so excited. Yeah. <laughs> Lindsay do you remember we that's we're, that's the were so excited you remember uh,
1: <laughs> the do you wedding the wedding with with Ian do you remember this the the, the wedding scene?
4: I yeah. sure
2: do. It was my first wedding ever. <laughs> I still consider <laughs> um yeah, I do. I remember there was a whole to do about the dress, you know, the fashion was always a, a part of the show and the way that the girls looked and stuff. Ironically, like I um, I had gotten into really great shape before that season. And then I found out that I was gonna be pregnant. I was like, you've got to be kidding me I kept I should have like kept drinking wine and eating cheese all hiatus <laughs> you know like oh, yeah. um, but I remember um, a lot of fittings for the dress and it was a big deal and then I got that dress on and it was just like like there was like a comedic amount of um, belly and I thought in my mind I was like there's no way like it was as if it were my own wedding I'm like there's no way this isn't gonna be funny like it's gonna be just like you won't be able to feel the heart of the ceremony but it was so sweet like the visual of seeing them up there you know at the huntington gardens just kind of doing their thing it was it was great yeah i remember being like a little bit weirded out because i got super caught up in the vows i I remember being like that was weird like am i really married because i'm still married
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, what was that connie i'm sorry what did you say
0: I love that Steve's wedding is so simple because, you know, his 21st birthday is a big thing. Everything Steve does is so big. And then yeah. his wedding is just so sweet and so beautiful. And I love yeah.
1: that. Very cool. All right. Here's that the, one, uh, my,
3: my, my father was a Presbyterian minister. He passed away on about a year and a half ago. And um, he gave me that ceremony. You know that was okay. something that he would use. Yeah, like we would. You know, this was also just like right on the like you didn't Google stuff quite yet. Like you almost mm. did, but you you know like it wasn't. Right. It was right on the cusp
1: of Google. It must have been some it other was, terminology. Yeah, I, don't,
4: I don't even well, remember. No, we you all had writers' assistant to do it, or I you had, would yeah, do it. Yeah,
3: I mean, and that, those were the days. Those were the days when you would have a writer's assistant whose really responsibility was to. Dig up stuff like that. They were almost a researcher. So if you were doing a crime story, you know, you would have a contact at the police department. Mm. You know, you would like, and and this was just the old like. Or you'd have to if you did something about science, like you'd have to you find a, a you know find an expert at USC. But um, when it came to the when it came to the wedding stuff, I remember uh, calling my dad up, and he sent he sent a bunch of his stuff along. So it was it was it was a sweet. i did, I'd forgotten that. So when I mm. when we watched, it's amazing Aww. what comes back what to you. Nice. Yeah.
4: Yeah. So, Lin. Well, yes, you are Meridian. Yeah, you I are knew Mary it. Mary. I knew it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, going yeah. uh, <laughs> the clip here, I want to, you know, I what I loved about that episode too is that everybody got to do so much fun stuff, in that baby, you can drive my car. And Connie mentioned this to me before we came on about even Luke gets to play here. You know, oh,
0: yeah. I love uh, Luke.
1: I was going to ask you guys, because I was talking to Lindsay about working with Luke earlier for you guys. um, You got him to come back or, well, you guys didn't personally, but he came back to the series. Then you got to write for him when he came back. Uh, What was Luke like to work with? And do you remember him kind of getting to have some fun doing some things like this?
4: Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I'm gonna start crying. Um, Yeah. He was great. He was great. And um, by the way, the fact that he did that is hilarious like that is so not only not Dylan not Luke <laughs> to like <put> that <laughs> totally so no, when I, I, I like even watching it this time I'm like wow yay luke you did that that's awesome but um but no he was the uh he was a he was like probably one of my favorite people ever to work with because he's so his spirit is so welcoming and professional but at the same time knowing exactly what's really important in life and um uh, you know, he was also somebody like, it's funny because Lindsay's somebody that we have worked with again and we have seen again through the years and, and Luke was someone else too. And it just so happened that we were on location once and up in Vancouver and the phone rang and it was Luke and he heard we were in town and he wanted to get together. Or, and we hadn't seen him since nine and and it was like four years later. Or he, we ended up like all hanging out in the same, I'm pointing in the direction, like you guys can see it. Uh, yeah. like, there's this pub near all of our houses that he would go to a lot too. And we would see in there and he just, I mean, I got to say he just had a presence and an ability to sort of um, be calming and fun and never made you feel like you still had so much to learn or what I, I, it was a real pleasure working with him and getting to know him and being part of an episode that was so exciting that he was coming back to the show. That was, first episode of television Aaron and I wrote. Wow. And, you know, we introduced the character of Gina and we said goodbye to Tiffany's character and and we brought back Luke. And it was, I mean, I think it was the last four seconds of the episode. But we'll all that's always gonna be part of like our television history. And it's it's such a it's such an honor not only to like be on part of a show like that, but also to be that episode, have that episode be our mm-hmm. person. It's an
1: iconic yeah. moment for sure that episode. I like to explore that with you guys at some point. Yeah. Uh, as he Green. was more
3: he was also um as that picture shows the thing i loved about him too is he was so comfortable in his own skin Mm -hmm. and he made you feel comfortable in your own skin and there aren't a lot of actors like luke perry you know who would have said yeah put me in that onesie i'll totally do it but like (laughs) he didn't you know a lot of actors they're Pers- their persona is caught up sometimes in what they will and won't do on screen, which is mm. why sometimes, um, w- you know, which is why, you know, yes, of course it's cheesy. It's, 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 it's jokey. It's, it's, it's silly, silly but, yeah. Um, but he sold it, you know, but he did it. And that was, what was nice about him is he was not that person who was like, I'm not going to look cool. So I'm not going mm-hmm. to, I won't do that. You know, there's a lot of times. And he was that,
2: cool. He just, he just, yeah, he just, right. a, he just was cool. Yeah. And he like, was, truly. he just
3: was, he was, he was one of the, most lovely 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 people
1: uh, Lindsay I want to show you the clip here of your of the we- okay. your wedding your wedding to Ian
2: <laughs>
1: with this ring
2: with this ring I make you my husband Enjoy join my life as yours
3: and with this ring I do the same <laughs> By the authority vested in me, I now pronounce
1: Steve and Janet, husband and wife. God, I still get emotional with that. (laughs) (laughs) Really incredible stuff. Um, I I asked you, but I mean, getting into that stuff when you're reading those lines and you just really got to a place where you were marrying Ian, is that what you, you know, like, how do you get
2: yeah, but also like, you know, when you invest so much time playing one character, you have to completely root for that character to to root for Janet. And, you know, I had to sort of be her biggest advocate. And so, you know, there was just this moment I remember of being like, oh, my God, she did it. You know, she was able to get past her fears. She was able to get past her parents. She was able to get past his, you know, like having to grow up and they and they did it. And it's just like you, you know, as an actor, if you're in the moment, you're kind of like, you know, experiencing it. But I did have a, a little bit of an out of body experience, it's like realizing how great it was for their characters. Yeah. Um, and then you know when you rewatch when I rewatched it, I burst into tears too. So there's Damn, something oh, really oh. truth. There's something truthful about it, which is multi layered. You know. Yeah,
1: it was just so beautiful. And then, you know, uh, we do get to the series finale and uh, you and Steve are married and, you know, adjusting to this new life. Um, was it tough for the sh- for you, Lindsay, that the show was coming to an end and that you weren't going to be able to play in that field anymore? Or w- what was that like coming to the end of the series for you?
2: I was so sad, you know, because it was the first time that I had had a long run like that. And um, and I also, like, I didn't go to college. I didn't have like a normal high school experience. Being there with those people every day, the cast and the crew and the writers and having that consistency in my life was m- massive for me. Like it was a real game changer, you know? Um, it, was, it was truly the formative years for me. So when it was over, I didn't really know um, what I was gonna do next, I felt quite lost. To be honest, I was twenty. I think I was was like nineteen or 20, 20 when I started the show, so I still had like a bunch of stuff to experience. But I um, I I wasn't. I didn't want to go. I didn't want it to be over.
1: Um, yeah. Do you remember what that was like to film the last those last episodes?
2: The last, yeah, it was so fun because we did. Um, who's um, oh, it was Tori and um and Brian? It was it was it was uh, Donna's bachelorette party, right? And there was a sense um on the set that day, like we were actually gonna party because it was sort of the end of the show. And um Tori, I think, brought real jello shots
3: <laughs>
2: to the set. And it was like after we we didn't we only had like little bits to do, like there was no like big scenes, and and we had so much fun. I remember just there was some weird like wig wearing, there was like the random cigarette break, like we were just all sort of, you know, enjoying this, 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 um, this moment. I think everyone was, was dealing with a lot too, but it was over, you know?
1: Yeah.
3: And
2: then of course the wedding was, um, was epic. There was some sort of multi-layered thing going on there too, you know?
1: Sure.
3: Um, yeah.
1: yeah. Hey, I'm going to turn it to Connie. Uh, she's been trying to get a bunch of questions for you from our fans. Uh, they were so excited that you were popping in, Lindsay. What did you got, Connie?
0: got quite a few questions. First of all, everybody's so excited. Janet is, it looks like Janet is a fan favorite for sure. (laughs) Uh, The first question I have is from Lori, uh, and she wants to know how did you feel entering the show in late seasons? You know, was it hard to come on to such an established cast? Or did you feel welcomed?
2: I felt incredibly welcomed. Yeah, and I know that um, there's other stories and I've heard other stories about, you know, walking into a, a set or even this set. Like, I, I'm, I am um, I'm a professional, um, keep my head down and do my job kind of person. Like, I, you know, I've, I've been like a professional guest star at that point, so I knew how to get in and out and be respectful mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. Um, I was really, really pleasantly surprised how much they welcomed me. And um, I guess it's sort of like one of those things where you get what you give, you know, I was there to do my job and and support their show because it was their show, you know. Obviously, Mm. Um, I was very nervous though because I mean, like you couldn't have picked another show that would have been a bigger like. I think I was only a fan of that show at that point. You know what I mean? I I grew up watching it, so very very strange. Yeah.
1: Totally. What else you got, Connie? Uh,
0: Evan Schwartz wants to know what do you have most and least in common with your character. Um most
2: in in common I would say uh like her sort of wit to defend herself. Um protect herself. And least in common is that I'm not Japanese.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so that'd be it
3: yeah
0: um <laughs> no, <you got> <laughs> uh alex wants to know what was your favorite janet moment
2: um my favorite janet moment oh it's so hard to say we did some really fun stuff when we were locked in like a freezer when we were investigating like some ghosty thing.
1: Love that. And we shot it
2: it at the Ambassador Hotel and I had a moment where I'm yelling at him and I'm telling him what a jerk he is and then we have one of those classic like, kiss you to shut you up kind of moments. I I remember loving that that time. Um, I also really liked when she kind of became the breadwinner in the family Mm. and went out there and sort of had to deal with um, having a baby and being the one that was away all the time. I mean, that was a very um, cool sort of, especially today, sort of relevant sort of women's yeah. live kind of, you know, um, storyline. And I loved playing it. Um, yeah, It's not
1: something that you saw too often then too. So you, your character was something that was, you know, got that opportunity. I thought that was really cool to see for sure. It was
2: cool, especially because I am like, you know, his character for all intents and purposes was like, a guy's guy, a dude's dude, totally. you know, and he he struggled with it. But it was it was really beautiful to watch like how they navigated that. It was I like that storyline.
1: What else you got, Connie?
0: I've got a couple of questions from Zara Brown. She's a very good friend of the show. Yes. Um, were you close with any of the co stars during the show? And do you keep in touch with any? I know we touched on Tiffany, but Yeah.
2: Yes, I keep in touch um with Tori. And with Jenny, I mean, via social media, you can be like in touch with anyone. I mean, it's sure. it's been such a. There were years that you know, we didn't stay in touch, but now recently, um, yeah, for sure, and uh, and Ian as well. It's crazy. It, I mean, social media. I mean, that's one good thing that's come out of it for sure.
1: Uh, I'm curious to know uh, about with the reboot. Were you ever contacted about that?
2: No. And that's because the show was definitely about, you know, that show was about sort of like the beginning. Yes. Um, and I, 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 you know, um, and at the time I was also working, I think I was working on something else.
1: Yeah. But it's, it's but. interesting because I always kind of hoped, you know, when you think about like a little fan fiction, I always hoped that Steve and Janet were still together, you know. So I, when when the week yeah. came back, I was like, there's no way that Steve wouldn't be with Janet still. What do you, where well, are you? would
2: be. Yeah, yeah they point? would be where together. Are,
1: where are where are Janet and where is Janet today?
2: She's like you know they're still together, but I think at the end of the of the series didn't weren't they about to start a new venture like they were going to open their own paper? Yeah, mm-hmm. I imagine that they did that and then sort of pivoted into something pretty successful online or something, <laughs>
3: um,
2: and probably a couple of kids. Yeah, looking 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 good, still in love. <laughs>
1: that sounds right That sounds right. Right? Like that's yeah. what happened. That, what uh, that it, was what happened. That
0: was one of Zara's questions too.
1: Oh, was it? Oh, very good. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Got that out of the way. Yeah.
2: You know what's so funny? Also via social media, the, the baby Maddie, that little actress, the little baby actress that they used to play Maddie. Um, the she contacted me or the mom contacted me. She's like you know,
1: a, you're my mother. A full
2: grown up now. Yeah. She's like, and you're my mother. No, she's like a, she's like a grown up now. Oh, and, cool. and that was my my uh, first, I'm so old, mommy. I was like, that's, oh, that's never, great. never call me again.
3: Yeah. <laughs> 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 How dare you?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, you got maybe one or two more for, for her, uh, Connie?
0: My last one isn't really a question, but it's a comment from Brandon Harris. You are his favorite. Um it's, I'm just going to read the comment verbatim. She's yeah. easily in my top five favorite characters. Maybe my favorite woman character on the series. I don't really have any questions for her that I haven't been covered. Just let her know that even though she came on way late in the series, she was still an asset to the show and made the last two seasons worth watching, in my opinion. And maybe let her know I was bummed to see her left out of the reboot last year. Honestly, my only complaint about the reboot is that I felt Lindsay earned a spot there and should have been there.
1: Well, there you Aww, go. That was very nice. Brown brown. That's super
0: um,
1: did you do you still get recognized or do people still talk to you about 90210 does that come up in your world a bunch?
2: Yes. It does and I love it, you know, because it really makes me um I feel great about being part of a show that was so iconic and stuck around for so long. And a lot of people are sort of watching it um, again, you know, or for the first time and now it's like some retro show, but they're like, wow, what a cool show. Um, and it's it's fun that it stuck around. It's probably the only thing that I've done. Since Nine Hundred Two 90210, I've done like a million pilots and shows and series and things, you know, nothing. I haven't had anything that's been on as long as that show. So um, I love when people bring it up because it makes me remember that I've been a part of something successful.
0: <laughs> you were on over 70 episodes. That's a what? lot. Yeah, I looked it up yesterday. I think it was seventy one oh or seventy four. I can't remember the exact, but it was yeah. a lot. that is
2: crazy. I didn't realize yeah. that. Mm-hmm. So oh, Connie, I- thanks for telling me
1: that. <laughs> we did get a lot of questions too about uh, being married to Curtis. Uh, how amazing yes. is that? And and all that. Uh, right? Wasn't <laughs> in there, Connie. Uh, what is it like being married to Curtis? I'll let that. I'll let that go in there. He's such an okay. uh, iconic, amazing. Uh, chef on TV and all that stuff.
0: He
2: is. He's a, he's a great guy. I ended up with a good one. Um, he's very secure, and, um, you know, he's used to being in a kitchen and sort of, like, dealing with a lot of fires and sharp things, and um, he makes a great dad and a great partner that way. Really, really funny story, though. Um, I approached Curtis at a club sort of the last the last club that um Curtis probably was at like I think I either was pregnant with Hudson my oldest or I just had him
3: mm-hmm.
2: and Curtis is like the most pop culture like he doesn't know anything like he's like he was he was born down under. Right. And um and like he so Ian walked up to him and said um we're we got the same girl pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah. Curtis was like, Do I have to fight this guy? Like what I you know, because he didn't know. And then and Ian's like used to being like Ian Zing, like everyone knows who he is. And and Ian's like, no, no, Lindsay. And he's like, Yeah, I know. And they have this, this, like this like thing, you know? And um, and they actually had a conversation about it because like, you know, um Curtis and I again, like we you know, we got pregnant before we got married, and Janet and Steve had sort of the things so that they had like this beer and they had like a conversation about it.
1: Oh, that's pretty amazing, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How funny. All right. Listen, guys, I think we wrap uh we we covered uh a lot of Janet stuff. Maybe come on back and cover some more Janet stuff one day with us. Uh and to Gretchen and Aaron, I can't wait to cover more things with you guys. It's honor and privilege having you both here. Um listen, uh Lindsay, I'm all about gratitude these days. So I just wanted to say, you know, I, I just appreciate all the work that you did uh on 90210. Like I said before, you brought stability to a very shaky time period. And uh, I think the work that you brought was just so honest and powerful and raw and comedic when it needed to be. So um, I'm just so grateful. I know all the fans were so grateful that you would spend your time with us here talking about this, this show from 30 years ago. <laughs> um, oh, but we love you here at uh,
3: our thank podcast. You. Uh,
2: thank you so much for, like you know, helping me remember a really special, sweet time and being valued for work that I did is is a real gift and getting to see those two, my two <laughs> favorites down there. Um, Aaron and Gretchen, like this has been so wonderful. So thank you so much.
1: All right. Awesome, guys. Thanks so much.
3: Check you out next time. All right. Bye. Thank you. Bye.